as God intended. Let's go. Welcome healers to Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Dr. Brian Artis, and thank you so much for listening. Remember to tell all your freedom friends. They can join us live on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and via recorded podcast at americaoutloud.com, on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks. Just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa, whatever you need to listen at your leisure. Looking for Healing Radio is being brought to you today by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference, integrity, and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and enter promo code OUTLOUD to discover the medicine God intended for us all. Get incredible deals and find Global Healing and all of the wonderful AOL sponsors at AmericaOutloud.shop. We have a great show for you today, I'm hoping. <laughs> it's just going to be me. Actually, I think I'm the only one of the host of the uh, Looking for Healing radio show that just does all of his own shows. And that's okay so far. One day, maybe I'll invite some people on here to do some shows, but uh, so far, it's just me. I hope you guys are ready. I hope you guys are excited. All right. So today, I'm actually going to do an entire show on thyroid disease. This is Looking for Healing radio, so it's going to be wrapped up in the third segment with all my recommendations on how to reverse thyroid disease and what we know about thyroid diseases. All right. So first thing I'm going to do is actually go to a website and I'm going to educate you guys on what the thyroid is, give you some context there because a lot of doctors and healthcare professionals know about the thyroid, but I find it very interesting how little most people know as patients and lay people, how little they absolutely know about organs in the human body. Dr. Henry Ely, who's one of the hosts of this uh, platform also constantly says that one of his favorite things to do for people to help get start the process of educating and understanding how little we know about our, ourselves and our body. He often will start his presentations in person with people and patients and ask them to tell him, where is your liver located? And most human beings don't know. So I'm going to educate you on where the thyroid is and educate you on what are the conditions of thyroidism and how they affect you. A lot of people actually have thyroid issues and they don't even know it. In fact, the majority of people probably have no clue that they have a underfunctioning or overfunctioning thyroid and they just have no clue that's creating a wrecking havoc on them. So I would like to do a review with all of you about what we know about the thyroid, what is educated and published about the thyroid, what they know from research are the statistics surrounding thyroid issues and your thyroid is a hormone gland that is actually found at the base of your throat. So males have an Adam's apple. Just below that is where everybody's thyroid is located. It's in your neck right below the thyroid er or sorry, the Adam's apple area. All right, so the thyroid is responsible primarily for creating two hormones called T3 and T4 or abbreviated to be T3, T4. And these hormones have a huge implication on the entire body as a system, how it runs. So like managers of different departments of a company, your hormone glands are managers of various departments, but together they make the whole company run. 
no different than the human body. You have various hormone glands that are managing various parts of the human body to operate as a whole. So what are the primary hormone glands in the body? The thyroid, which is in the base of your, the front part of your neck. You have what's called the pituitary, which is actually inside your brain. It's a part of your brain. sits inside your skull, right in the middle of your skull, actually. In fact, it sits inside of a little part of bone called cella tersica. Uh, and this is going to be very important for looking for healing radio audiences. The cella tersica, I had somebody who sent me, actually, I think it was Dr. Henry Ely. He sent me a text the other day and he goes, hey, does anyone in the group, on this group text, do you know about uh, vanishing cella disease? So they're finding that people right now in the last few years, they're discovering that individuals are having their entire pituitary glands just disappearing out of the bone of your skull that they call the cella tersica. Now, cella tersica is Latin for horse saddle. It looks like a saddle and the pituitary gland is sitting in it. Well, they're finding now on CT scans and uh, x-rays and MRIs that some people's pituitary glands are just totally not there anymore. He just happened to send a text. Have you heard about this disappearing pituitary problem? My immediate response to him a couple of weeks ago was, yes, this is a published side effect of snake venom, which is inside the COVID-19 shots and is all the protein structures of viruses that they call spike protein. So I sent him research studies because he, he couldn't believe it. So I sent him research studies. It might have even been on a radio show live here on Looking for Healing Radio. Where he pulled it up, he pulled up the slide and shared it with the other docs on the call. Uh, that sure enough, pituitary disappearing, they call it hypopituitarianism, is totally a side effect of victims of snake bites. They know venom does this. And the fact that they're seeing that now in people who aren't bit by snakes but have COVID, post COVID, or post COVID 19 vaccines, it totally fits in line with all published information about venom's impacts on the pituitary gland. Now, the pituitary gland is one of these managers in the company called your human body. You have the human body corporation and you got these managing departments. Uh, you have the pituitary manager, which is in your brain, the thyroid at the base of your neck. You have the adrenal glands that sit on top of your kidneys. They're towards the back of your back. And then you have your ovaries in a female or your testes in a male. Those are not the only hormone glands, but those are the primary ones. There is one other huge hormone gland that's responsible for managing blood sugar every time you eat it, and that is the pancreas. The pancreas creates a hormone called insulin, for example. That is a hormone, so that makes the pancreas a hormone gland. All right, so those are the primary managers of the system, and all of those hormones have a role to play. Now, let me run through these for you. Top of the head to the bottom of the body. The pituitary gland in the brain sitting inside that part of your skull called a cella tersica. The pituitary gland is called the master hormone gland. So if we view the body like a corporation, that would be the CEO of all the hormones. So the CEO is the man in charge or the woman in charge. Below them would be your COO, chief operating officer. And in the case of the human body, that is your thyroid. The thyroid, they also have what's called the chief financial officer, and we'll call it the chief financial officer, the CFO, will be your adrenal glands. Now, I'm just doing this on the fly, by the way, but the CFO is the person in charge of finances. He's the chief financial officer. 
Nothing's more stressful to a corporation than making sure there's enough funds in the money, money in the company, uh, predictability for trends and sales. Black Friday, by the way, is a holiday to get most companies out of debt. So they do all these big sales at the end of the year to try to generate any kind of positive profits. So that's pretty stressful to corporations is the CFO managing all the money going in and all the money coming out. The adrenal glands manage all stress too. So they're responsible for releasing cortisol when a tiger comes out of the woods to try to eat you uh, or somebody pulls out a gun and your pupils dilate, your heart rate increases, adrenaline gets pumped out and cortisol goes sky high in reaction to stress. So your adrenals would be your CFO. Your adrenals make two primary hormones, cortisol, which is your stress flight or flight mode uh, hormone, and then another hormone called adrenaline. In fact, adrenaline is just a long word from adrenal. Adrenal, I-N-E. So adrenaline, I think most people know what adrenaline does to the body. And then you have the ovaries and the testes. What do the ovaries and testes make? Those two organs primarily manufacture testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. These are hormones that uh, regulate our reproductibility. In fact, progesterone is called the pregnancy hormone. You can't get pregnant. You can't maintain pregnancy without progesterone levels being normal. In fact, anybody with infertility issues or miscarriage issues, when you go to an infertility clinic, they give you progesterone as a part of your therapy 100% of the time. All right, so that's the ovaries, uh, and they produce progesterone. They also produce estrogen and testosterone, and so does your uh, testes in males. Testosterone is a hormone. It's actually called the goal-setting and motivating hormone. In fact, all the ambitious teenage boys in this world who have all these big aspirations to become celebrity athletes or uh, astronauts or pilots or firefighters or policemen, those are want to be millionaires or billionaires. Right. These are, are entrepreneurs. If you ever notice, nobody's more confident or more goal-setting and dri driven to have big goals and ambitions more than teenage males. And that's because testosterone drives that. Now, testosterone also drives your sex drive. And then estrogen, estrogens are responsible for a whole lot of stuff. Estrogen is responsible for many things going on in the human body, and both testes and ovaries make it. Estrogen is primarily responsible for creating and balancing oils in the body. Tears for your eyes, mucus in your nose, saliva in your mouth, any fluids, estrogen controls, oil in your skin. That's actually managed by estrogen. So estrogen plays a very important role too with the human body. In fact, to most women who are postmenopausal, they start having vaginal dryness, nasal dryness, mouth dryness, eye dry, eye, dry eyes, that stuff. Every postmenopausal woman who's had a full hysterectomy and your ovaries are taken out, you no longer can make all the various forms of estrogen and you will dry out. And the rest of your life, within 10 years, all of you will be on eye drops. You will complain of dry nose, dry mouth, dry, vag dry, dry vagina, sex hurts, sex is whatever. And then you got to get lubes and eye drops and all kinds of stuff. Or you might be diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called Sjogren's. Now, the truth is you just had all the ability to make estrogen taken out of your body and you can't do it. So this is a very simple review of some of the primary uh, hormone glands in the body, just to give you a summary of how those all interact with each other. All right, so what I'm going to do now is this is all about reversing thyroid disease because so many millions of Americans have it. All right, so there's two primary issues with the thyroid. You can either have an underfunctioning thyroid called hypothyroid.
hypothyroidism. That means it's underactive. It's not producing enough of its T3, T4 hormone. Or it also can be hyperthyroid. Hyperthyroid means it's overactive. It's producing too much T3, T4 hormone. And you, that person, those are rail thin people whose eyes are bugged out and they, uh, they're super anxious, nervous, can't sleep at night. They're insomniacs. Their mind is racing all night long. Those are typical symptoms of hyperthyroidism. All right, so I'm going to review this real quick. I'm going to go through hypothyroidism. Now, I, I'm choosing a website called American Thyroid Association. It's a website. And they have a whole bunch of wonderful articles on thyroid issues. I had never heard of this organization, but it's called American Thyroid Association. I knew they had a medical association. I just didn't know what it was named for the thyroid. There's other ones like American Diabetes Association, American Cancer Society. There's a bunch of associations, American Heart Association. I just didn't know there was a thyroid one. I was sure there was. I just wasn't aware of it. All right. So in preparation for the show, I reviewed a lot of this website's documents. <clears throat> There's a an education portal on here. And I'm going to read some of this stuff to you so you understand what, what it is about hypothyroidism the medical profession knows. And a lot of it is just descriptive, so it's not really that inaccurate. And it is accurate. However, their solutions are not. All right, so here we go. Hypothyroidism is an underactive thyroid gland. Hypothyroidism means that the thyroid gland can't make enough thyroid hormone to keep the body running normally. People are hypothyroid if they have too little thyroid hormone in their blood. Common causes, they say, are autoimmune diseases such as Hashimoto's thyroiditis, surgical removal of the thyroid, and radiation treatment. So having what's called Hashimoto's, an autoimmune disease of the thyroid, they say is a cause for high under-functioning thyroid or called hypothyroidism. Also, if you surgically remove the thyroid, or have radiation treatment on your thyroid that also causes hypothyroidism. That's not the only thing, by the way. We'll get to that, though. The medical profession does not know anything about healing people. All they know is what is being published, and then they just read that and tell you what they read. They never actually dig into what how the body works and how God designed it. All right. The thyroid gland is a butterfly-shaped endocrine gland. Endocrine means hormone. That is normally located in the lower front of the neck. The thyroid's job is to make the thyroid hormones, which are so secreted into the blood and then carried to every tissue in the human body. Thyroid hormone helps the body use energy, stay warm, and keep the brain, heart, muscles, and other organs working as they should. What are symptoms of hypothyroidism? When the thyroid levels are too low, the body cells can't get enough of the thyroid hormone and the body's processes start slowing down. As the body slows, you may notice that you feel colder, you tire more easily, your skin is getting drier, you're becoming forgetful and depressed, and you've started getting constipated. Because the symptoms are so variable and nonspecific, the only way to know for sure whether you have hypothyroidism is with a single blood test for TSH. Now, before we end this segment, which we only have about a minute and a half left, they're mentioning here that there's a blood test the medical institution is telling you. The only way to test for thyroid function is to take a blood test and read what is your TSH levels. 
Now, just so y'all know, this is one of the the dumbasseries of medicine I'm about to explain to you. This is one of the worst, most ridiculous things I've ever realized about medicine. They're telling you here, and every medical doctor will tell you the same thing. If you go in there and you're like, man, I'm sluggish, I'm tired, I'm putting on weight, I'm constipated, I don't have any sex drive, they're going to test your blood and look for this TSH thing. And then it's going to come back and they're going to tell you that it's high. Now remember, and then they're going to tell you you have a under-functioning thyroid, hypothyroidism. TSH is abbreviations for these three words, thyroid stimulating hormone. A couple key definitions here. Stimulating hormone means it's coming from somewhere and stimulating the, the thyroid. It's called thyroid stimulating hormone. The shocking thing to me is, and the most disappointing thing is, all your medical doctors are going to diagnose you with hypothyroidism, looking at your TSH levels. And TSH is not even made by your thyroid. This doesn't tell you how your thyroid's functioning. The only thing TSH tells you is what is the amount of TSH some other organ is making. Did you guys know that TSH is made by your pituitary gland? That's a pituitary marker, not a thyroid marker. All right, we're going to be right back after these messages. Stay tuned because now we're going to teach you more about how to cure and reverse thyroid conditions. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, healers, welcome back. Looking for Healing Radio is also being sponsored by Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. Learn how at www.energetichealthinstitute.org. Holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EHI family and let's make tomorrow amazing. Go to www.energetichealthinstitute.org. All right, now I was just talking about how it is that they, the medical profession will analyze your blood work from a lab looking to see, do you have a possible thyroid problem? And they're only looking for what's called TSH. TSH stands for thyroid stimulating hormone. It's not even made by the thyroid. It's actually made by the pituitary gland, which is interesting because they tell you this is how we measure and determine whether or not somebody should be diagnosed for life with a thyroid problem. All right. So your pituitary glands, the master hormone gland in your brain, and it makes something called thyroid stimulating hormone. Why? It's the CEO of the company and he's telling the COO, your thyroid, what it is the goal of the, the body is, which is to manage hormones. So how the pituitary communicates with the thyroid is releasing a hormone called TSH. What I find interesting is, is TSH isn't made by the thyroid. So why do they say we're going to measure your TSH level to see how your thyroid's working? The thyroid doesn't make that hormone. The pituitary does. That just so happened that when they found out that this hormone goes from the pituitary and can tell the thyroid what to do, they diagnose this hormone as the underlying evidence that you have an underfunctioning thyroid. It doesn't tell you any of that. All it tells you is that the pituitary is either producing too much thyroid stimulating hormone or not enough. And for all of you listening at home, I don't know if you know this, but do you know that the thyroid doesn't tell the pituitary how much thyroid stimulating hormone to make? Do you know what your ovaries and your testes? This is interesting because if you're not getting signals from your ovaries to your pituitary gland and someone with like a full hysterectomy, for example, who had their ovaries removed, now you're not making any hormones that tell the pituitary how much TSH to make. So now guess what the pituitary gland is going to do? It's either going to produce too little or too much trying to overcompensate for no signaling from the ovaries or testes. 
So for me, this is a pathetic way of analyzing what the thyroid's function is. All right, so uh, that's hypothyroidism. I would like to continue because there's hyperthyroidism. We'll review some of that here, what that looks like. This might resonate with some people at home. So I'm going to pull that up. I want to look at hyperthyroidism. All right, so hyperthyroidism is the thyroid's overproducing too much hormone. It means your thyroid gland is making too much thyroid hormones. You might also hear the term thyroid toxicosis. This also means there's too much thyroid hormone in your blood. What are the symptoms of hyperthyroidism? I mentioned a few before the break, but I'm going to run through this full list. You'll see increased sweating and feeling hot in people that are hyperthyroid. You'll also feel like your heart is racing or is beating irregularly. That is a hyperthyroid state. Head tremors, or sorry, sorry, hand tremors, anxiety, nervousness, and irritability, weight loss despite normal or even increased appetites, frequent bowel movements such as diarrhea, difficulty sleeping, hair loss, changes in menstrual periods, often lighter and or less frequent, trouble swallowing or fullness in the neck, increased or decreased energy levels, pain behind their eyes and or swelling or bulging of their eyes. So those are some of the primary symptoms of hyperthyroidism. You'll also see broken hair or hair loss. Enlarged thyroid, you'll see increased heart rates, muscle cramps, muscle weakness, fragile fingernails, and shaking hands. Warm, moist skin. Strong feelings of hunger. And then nervousness. These are all just a collection of hyperthyroidism. All right, now, I'm actually going to now move into a, for those of you who are listening, you might know I have what's called the Dr. Artist Show at thedrartistshow.com, the D-R-A-R-D-I-S show.com. And there is going to be on my website in two days, a reversing thyroid disease presentation. Now, I'm going to go through some of the slides of this presentation, and we're going to wrap it up with what we know is published of how to reverse thyroid diseases. When you're on the medications websites or medical websites for thyroid conditions, every suggestion on a medical website is take a drug. No one has thyroid problems because you're deficient in a drug ever. There's something wrong with you. So I like telling people what's wrong with them. All right, so we're going to keep going. Not only can you have an underfunctioning thyroid and an overfunctioning thyroid, but there is a scenario called thyroid cancer. Is there a way to reverse thyroid cancer? You better believe it. Does it require surgery, radiation, or cutting it out? No. In fact, if you cut out an organ, that is not curing anything. To cure means to take something and restore it back to its normal function. Curing means to take something that's not working like it's supposed to and get it back to working the way it's supposed to. To cut out an organ is to just remove the organ. And there's no cure whatsoever for that. You cut it out. All right, so thyroid cancers often present as a lump or nodule in the thyroid and usually does not cause any other symptoms. Isn't that interesting? Blood tests generally do not help to find thyroid cancer, and thyroid blood tests such as TSH are usually normal, even when cancer is present. Neck examination by your doctor is a common way in which thyroid nodules and thyroid cancer are found. 
Often thyroid nodules are discovered incidentally on images, imaging tests like CT scans and neck ultrasounds. You may have found a thyroid nodule by noticing a lump in your neck while looking in the mirror, buttoning your collar, or fastening a necklace. Rarely thyroid cancers and nodules may cause symptoms. You may complain of pain in the neck, jaw, or ear. If a nodule is large enough to compress your windpipe or esophagus, it may cause difficulty with breathing, swallowing, or cause a tickle in the throat sensation. Even less commonly, you may develop hoarseness if a thyroid cancer invades the nerve that controls your vocal cords. Cancers that arise in your thyroid generally do not cause symptoms, and thyroid function tests are typically normal even when you have cancer. The best way to find a thyroid nodule, the medical profession says, is to make sure that your doctor examines your neck as part of your periodic checkup. Hmm. All right, now, there's actually a section on American Thyroid Association's website. It is titled Older Patients and Thyroid Disease. Okay, and this is how it reads. What do the following patients over the age of 60 years old have in common? Now, I'm going to read this to this audience in case there's anybody out there you know older than 60 or yourself are. What do all of these people older than 60 have in common? I'm going to read these scenarios to you. A 72-year-old woman with a fluttering of the heart and a vague chest discomfort or climbing stairs. Or an 80-year-old man with severe constipation who falls asleep often. A 65-year-old woman also has lost strength in her legs, causing difficulty in climbing stairs. She has recently lost 15 pounds in spite of a very good appetite. A 75-year-old woman who has developed difficulty swallowing and a dry cough, accompanied by hoarseness, weight gain, and dry, itchy skin. Or how about a 78-year-old man with hearing loss? What about an 84-year-old woman in whom a hand tremor has caused her to give up favorite activities. She is so depressed that she will not eat and she has lost 12 pounds in the last four months. All right. There's only one thing all these individuals have in common and they all have different symptoms. All of these patients have abnormal functions of their thyroid glands. All of them. All right. So each scenario, weight loss, weight gain, uh, ring in the ears, hearing loss, itchy skin, you name it. Now I want to talk about what's the prevalence of underfunctioning thyroids called hypothyroidism. There's a paper actually from 2023 in the Journal of the Endocrine Society. It is titled Hypothyroidism. That's an underfunctioning thyroid. Hypothyroidism prevalence in the United States. And this is a survey reviewing 2009 to 2019. The leading author is Kathleen Wine and then the rest of them. In their paper, that is online at pubmed.gov, which is an NIH government-run website. In their summary for their paper, it reads this, hypothyroidism prevalence remained around 9.6% of the United States population. The administrative claims data set shows that hypothyroidism prevalence grew from 9.5% of all Americans in 2012, and it has now gone up to 11.7% of all Americans in 2019 before the pandemic. And then they state this, and that over 78% of all hypothyroidism patients received thyroxin, which is a drug, to treat hypothyroidism. And they say they 78%, that's 80% of all Americans who have a low-functioning thyroid, are only being treated with thyroxin. 
and it states in the sentence, they are only being treated with thyrox thyroxin monotherapy. Mono means single one. So 80% of all American people who have hypothyroidism, which is millions of people, when they go to their medical doctors, they are solely being given one drug called thyroxin. That is the only thing they're being told to take. They aren't told to do anything else with their diet, supplements, herbs, minerals. It doesn't matter. They're not told anything else. They are only told to take thyroxin, which is a prescription drug. I'm going to continue in this article. In their summary, it reads, similar to, similarly, in other data sets, they showed that T4 replacement therapy, which is what thyroxin is, was the most common treatment for hypothyroidism. From 2012 to 2009, patients with untreated hypothyroidism grew from 11.8% to 14.4%. So that's how many people were treated and untreated. The, pro the prevalence of hypothyroidism in the United States has steadily increased since 2009. Likewise, the percentage of hypothyroid diagnosed patients not receiving treatment also increased. So not only are there's people diagnosed with hypothyroidism and getting thyroxin, the drug, there's also an increased number in people who aren't being identified and diagnosed with hypothyroidism, suggesting that the increased prevalence may be due to increased cases of subclinical hypothyroidism. Subclinical means people are going to their doctors, but they don't have symptoms yet of any hypothyroid problem. So you're not seeing any TSH abnormality hormone that they're looking for. They don't see anything in there and the patient's not complaining about anything, but there's supposedly evidence that they have hypothyroidism. All right. I'm going to focus on this again in the statement from 2019, 78% of all people in America, that's 80% of all people only receive one drug for their under functioning thyroid called hypothyroidism. And it's called thyroxin. Okay. This is important. This is important because they're only beginning with drugs. So any of you out there who have loved ones who have been diagnosed with a hypothyroidism, all of them, 80% at least, so you can be pretty confident before you talk to them, are on a drug called thyroxin. Now, it's time to get into the research because medical doctors are only offering thyroxin to 80% of all human beings in America who have thyroid problems. There is a paper online on the NIH's website all about thyroid diseases. And I'm going to read to you some of their highlights. First sentence, it has been reported that iodine deficiency and severe selenium deficiency may cause an increase in TSH levels and or your thyroid's volume, like physical size of your thyroid. Now, remember, they actually publish to diagnose hypothyroidism. You have to see an elevated TSH on their blood work because the medical doctors assume that if your pituitary is pumping out a whole bunch of TSH more than normal, the thyroid must not be operating normally. So picture the thyroid is the COO of the company. The pituitary is the CEO. The CEO is trying to give instructions to the COO how to run their company, but the CEO the thyroid isn't doing anything. And then to find out that every email being sent to the COO by the CEO, CEO is sending an email to the COO of stuff to do for the company. 
the CEO later finds out that, man, it doesn't matter how many emails I send this guy. I can send him the same email 10 times. He still doesn't follow through. So I'm going to send 100 and see if he answers. Only to find out later that uh, the COO is uh, illiterate and doesn't know how to read. This is basically the same thing. Medical doctors are looking at your blood work. They see high TSH and they think your thyroid isn't working. And that's why the pituitary is creating so much TSH. And it has nothing to do with it. That's just what they think. So on the NIH's website right now, it says it's been reported that iodine deficiency and severe selenium deficiency may cause an increase in TSH levels from your pituitary gland and it will increase your thyroid's volume, its size, which you will be told as a patient is actually thyroid cancer or goiters. And it's not. You might just have an iodine deficiency and a severe selenium deficiency, which are two super healthy supplements. All right. TSH again stands for thyroid stimulating hormone. I want to make sure we just get that in there. For accurate numbers, for any of you who are really liking numbers and data, TSH levels higher than 4.5 on your blood work usually indicate an underactive thyroid, and they will call you a hypothyroid patient. Low TSH levels below 0.4 on your blood work indicate that you have an overactive thyroid, therefore the pituitary doesn't have to tell it to do much. So it's producing less TSH. Remember, the TSH is not made by your thyroid, but this is all they're looking for is a pituitary hormone. Weird. Totally weird. Totally inaccurate. TSH is made by your pituitary gland. Just want to remind you of that. It's not made by your thyroid. Next statement in the study, after iodine and severe selenium can lead to hypothyroidism. In Denmark, researcher, last name Rasmussen et al., with all of his other buddies, reported that low serum or blood levels of selenium was associated with a higher risk for an enlarged thyroid gland and for the development of thyroid nodules they call goiters. That is selenium deficiency. Then there was a study done in China. This is the very next sentence. In a study with 6,152 participants in China, 3,038 individuals, half of them were included in the area containing sufficient selenium. And 3,114 persons were included in the area containing low selenium. Selenium is found in the dirt and in our foods, our vegetables, fruits, and nuts. And the prevalence of thyroid diseases among the regions were evaluated. The prevalence of thyroid diseases, including hypothyroidism, subclinical hypothyroidism, so you're not aware anything's wrong with you yet, autoimmune thyroiditis, and autoimmune disease of the thyroid, which are called Hashimoto's or Graves' disease, and diffuse goiters was higher in the group involved in the lower selenium-containing regions of the world. Also helping to solidify that selenium is important for thyroid function. We're going to be right back after these messages. buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. 
formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio. This segment's going to be brought to you by three supplements from the DrArtistShow.com. You might want to go get them after this show. Those three supplements are going to be selenium, iodine, and a product called 
thyroid complete. These are formulations of my own. You can go to the Dr. Artist Show and get them. These are all proven ingredients in research studies all around the world for over 100 years, proving you can cure thyroid issues with selenium, iodine, and then the ingredients inside of my thyroid complete product. All right, let's continue with our discussion here and our presentations on the thyroid. I was just before the break was going through selenium and iodine research studies and how they're able to cure and identify that people have more thyroid problems in places where there's not as much selenium in their diet or in their soil or in their food. All right, so we're going to keep on going. In this study, selenium levels were significantly lower in patients with nodular gorgers. How many patients have had lumps in their thyroid, went to the medical doctors, and the medical doctor went, oh, you might have thyroid cancer? Never ever suggesting you might just be selenium deficient. Isn't that weird? A selenium deficiency causes all thyroid problems. An iodine deficiency causes all every single thyroid problem, including cancer. Selenium deficiency leads to thyroid cancer. Zinc, this is this is the same study. Zinc is one of the trace elements in the human body. I'm quoting. The relationship of this element with thyroid is that the thyroid hormone binding transcription factors involved in gene expression, they all contain zinc. A study reported that free T4 and T3 levels were significantly lower in patients with goiters and zinc deficiency. All right, so now you've got zinc, iodine, and selenium all are published to actually be correlated to an underfunctioning thyroid. These are things that are supposed to be in our food. Glyphosate, which is a fertilizer, it's a heavy metal chelator. So when they spray this on all of our foods and on our farms, it actually destroys zinc, iodine, and selenium levels in the soil. Then we get vegetables and fruits that no longer have zinc, no longer have iodine, no longer have selenium. And guess what we create? Millions of people in America with thyroid diseases. Remember, this segment's being brought to you by the Dr. Artist Show. And we have selenium there, we have iodine there, and we have thyroid complete there. In the conclusions of this study... I'm quoting the entire conclusion. Low blood levels of selenium and zinc may be related to thyroid nodule formation. Thyroid nodules are also implicated in hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism. In regions with or without iodine deficiency, along with adequate iodine intake, adequate intake of selenium and zinc may prevent the formation of thyroid nodules. Due to its anti-cancer properties, Keeping the selenium level within the normal range may have a role in preventing the development of thyroid cancer. How about that? How many medical doctors and endocrinologists are telling you? I mean, I, I have to, I, I cannot tell you how disgusting this is to me. I can look up research studies and find that there are minerals that are supplements and in our food that we're supposed to be eating that completely prevent thyroid cancers, thyroid goiters, and hypo and hyperthyroidism. Yet, when you go to your medical doctor in this same study, it says 80% of all Americans are being given only a drug for hypothyroidism. 80%. That means 80% of the medical doctors are morons. Or they're ignorant. And if they're ignorant, that just means they're uneducated, which means they haven't taken the time to learn anything. So they just take the drugs. All right, now, inside of the Dr. Artist Show Selenium product, I have it up on the screen. I'm looking at it. 
I have 200 micrograms of selenium, which is the bare minimum the FDA says people should be supplementing every single day. Inside of my selenium product, it also has pea powder, lentil, lentil powder, and millet flour, along with chlorophyll. And that chlorophyll form is sodium copper chlorophyllin, one milligram. Uh, and I will get into this here shortly, but copper and zinc are absolutely required by the thyroid to make normal levels of thyroid hormone and to stay the same size it's supposed to instead of enlarging. So Dr. Artis Show, this is my selenium product. Uh, is there for anybody. And I want to rehash this. There's a paper from 2019 titled Selenium and Thyroid Diseases from Disease to Treatment. Selenium and Thyroid Diseases on the NIH's website. And in the summary paragraph at the very top of the paper, it says in the thyroid, selenium is required for the antioxidant function and for the metabolism of all thyroid hormones. Why am I disgusted by this? Because 80% of all Americans, says the medical literature, 80% of all Americans are only given one drug therapy for their hypothyroidism, and that is thyroxin, a drug. That's interesting. Thyroxin doesn't have any selenium in it. Yet on the same website that holds all research studies about the thyroid, it states in the thyroid, I'm quoting, selenium is required for the metabolism of thyroid hormones, all of them. Then it goes on to say, Regarding thyroid disease, selenium intake has been particularly associated with autoimmune disorders. The literature suggests that selenium supplementation of patients with autoimmune thyroiditis is associated with reduction in anti-TPO, I'll just call it that, anti-hyroperoxidase antibody levels, improved thyroid ultrasound features, and improved quality of life. Selenium supplementation improves the levels of antibodies destroying the thyroid. They Taking selenium also improves thyroid ultrasound features, meaning an ultrasound, they're just looking at the size, right? Picture a baby. You go do an ultrasound. They can just see the size of the baby, measure it, blah, blah. They're using ultrasounds to see how big is the thyroid. Remember, selenium, zinc, iodine, all are responsible for keeping the thyroid at a healthy size, volume, as they say. So selenium supplementation improves antibodies levels of those attacking the thyroid. Selenium supplementation improves the thyroid size and it improves the quality of life of the patients. Selenium supplementation in Graves disease, which is Graves is hyperthyroidism with autoimmune antibodies attacking the thyroid. Graves disease comes with what's called orbitopathy or orbitopathy. Orbit is the eye orbit, the eye socket uh, and the disease of that socket of your eye. So it says here, selenium supplementation in Graves' orbital disease of the eyes is associated with an improvement of quality of life and eye involvement, as well as delayed progression of ocular disorders. The organic form of selenium seems to be the preferable formulation for supplementation or treatment. That's why I'm recommending the Dr. Artist Show, an organic form, which is what it is. Maintaining, I'm going to continue in this, uh, this actual research study, maintaining physiological concentration of selenium is a prerequisite to prevent thyroid disease and preserve overall health. Supplementation with the organic form is more effective and patients with autoimmune thyroiditis seem to have benefits in immunological mechanisms. Selenium supplementation proved to be clinically beneficial in patients with mild to moderate Graves eye disease, which is wonderful. Now, I also have at the Dr. Artist Show my own Zinc Plus product and it has zinc at 30 milligrams and copper. 
as copper gluconate and sodium copper chlorophyllin at two milligrams. It also contains pea powder, millet flour, lentil powder, and chlorophyll. All right. The zinc and copper, though, are significant because copper is necessary for improving hypothyroidism along with zinc. In fact, in 2013, I have a study titled Zinc Deficiency is Associated with Hypothyroidism, and this is off of the NIH's website. That's the title. First author's, author's name is Ambukin Betsy. I want to read the first sentence of their study. Hypothyroidism, low-functioning thyroid, is a common and well-recognized cause of diffuse hair loss. Any women or men out there losing their hair? Diffuse hair loss is hypothyroidism. Then they continue. Zinc and other trace elements such as copper and selenium are required for the synthesis of thyroid hormones. And deficiency of these can result in hypothyroidism. This is why I recommend the doctor artist show zinc plus copper. It's also why I recommend the iodine supplement that I have. It's also why I recommend the selenium supplement that I have for these very reasons. Now, I have my iodine product has iodine from kelp. Uh, and I'm just going to read. There's a study from 2015 on the NIH's website. And the title of it is Iodine Deficiency in Thyroid Disorders. Now, for all you listening, iodine, you may all be thinking you're getting it in table salt. They used to have iodized salt. That was the most common form of salt we all had in our salt shakers on our tables and restaurants. That They don't do that anymore. They took iodine out. Do you want to know why I think they did that about 10, 15 years ago? Now all you're seeing is sea salt, Celtic salt, Himalayan salt that doesn't have iodine with it. And the reason why they took iodine out of salt now, I believe, is so they could sell more thyroid drugs. All right. So in this paper, Iodine Deficiency and Thyroid Disorders from 2013, lead author is Mike Zimmerman. He states, I quote, iodine deficiency early in life impairs cognition brain development, and growth. But iodine status is also a key determinant of thyroid disorders in adults, and severe iodine deficiency causes goiters and hypothyroidism. For the love of God, stop trusting drugs to be your answer for hormone problems. You don't have hormone problems because you're deficient in a prescription drug made by Merck, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, you, you don't have an under-functioning or over-functioning thyroid because you're missing a drug. You have a mineral imbalance. In fact, everything I've mentioned here is only four minerals found in the dirt. Minerals are metals, M-E-T-A-L-S. Minerals are always metals. And when you look at the periodic table of elements, all of us have been in biology classes since elementary school. They put the periodic table of elements up on the screen and that periodic table of elements you learn are all the different elements that make up life. And the majority of them are metal. Metals are minerals. And on the periodic table of elements, there is iodine, selenium, copper, and zinc. Four minerals found in the earth that need to be in the human body. And how do they go from the earth into the human body? You have to eat stuff coming out of the earth. <laughs> you have to eat the plants coming out of the earth. Why? Because the earth in the dirt is where all the zinc, copper, iron, and zinc is. It gets drawn up in the roots of the plants into our vegetables, fruits, and nuts. You can also find these minerals inside of animals that eat plants. Cows will have these minerals inside of them because they're finding in the grass they're eating 
that doesn't have glyphosate sprayed all over all their farms. They're eating mineral-rich grasses, which is why we actually recommend grass-fed beef to people. You need to be getting the minerals out of the grass and to the animals so we can eat them and get them in our body. I'm going to continue in this iodine deficiency and thyroid disorder. It reads, thus, optimization of, popu- of population iodine intake. So optimization of population iodine intake is an important component to prevent and reduce the prevalence of thyroid disorders. That is what they published. It's incredible that uh, your medical doctors are 80% of the time only telling you to take a prescription drug called thyroxin, when in fact, iodine, selenium, copper, and zinc over and over and over are proven to prevent and reverse thyroid diseases. Now, this is important. I only briefly mentioned thyroid cancers in this presentation. You have either under-functioning thyroid, over-functioning thyroid, and then there could be an autoimmune issue where the body's attacking the thyroids. It doesn't matter. There's also a condition called thyroid cancer. And this is very important. Currently, right now, on the market, five years ago, the FDA approved a list of drugs to be prescribed for weight loss and diabetes. I'm going to stick on weight loss for a minute because so much of Americans are overweight. This obesity problem in America can be correlated actually to what we're eating, but it also can be impacted by the thyroid's function based on what we're eating. An under-functioning thyroid called hypothyroidism leads to weight gain. So if you can't manage your weight, often you're like, man, it doesn't matter what I eat. I still gain weight. It doesn't matter what I do. This is usually an under-functioning thyroid issue. So there are these drugs now that are being offered. They are called GLP-1 agonist drugs. GLP-1 agonists drugs. If you watch TV or social media or listen to the radio, you will have heard the brand names of these drugs. They do not call them GLP-1 drugs, but these drugs are called Ozempic and Wagovi are the two most popular brands. These are once-a-week injections for overweight people, and overweight is a sign or symptom of thyroid dysfunction. So they're asking people to inject themselves every single week, once a week, with a drug called Ozempic or Wagovi. That type of drug is called a GLP-1 agonist. Agonist agonist means to turn on a cell. GLP-1 agonist. Agonist means to turn on. So you have a GLP-1 receptor. It's being turned on on your cells by something in that drug. I don't know if you guys know this, but all GLP-1 drugs, I'm reading it right now on Diabetes Care website. They have an article titled GLP-1 Drugs and the Risk of Thyroid Cancers. Every type of thyroid cancer can be created by these drugs called Ozempic or Wagovi. GLP-1 agonists and the risk of thyroid cancers. In 45,000 patients given Ozempic, within one year, 3,000 of them developed thyroid cancer. And just so y'all know, right now online, you can go look it up. There's an article on Business Insider titled, We Wouldn't Have Ozempic Without Gila Monsters. Their hunger-regulating venom-inspired weight loss drugs. And this is what it reads. What does Gila Monsters have that we don't have? The key, the key to more effortless weight loss, apparently. It turns out the venom of a small southwestern lizard, the only venomous lizard in America, 
played a critical role in developing a whole new class of blockbuster anti-obesity drugs called GLP-1 drugs. One of the newest is called Semaglitude. It's sold under the brand names Ozempic and Wagovi, and it's taking Hollywood by storm. This article was written in 2023, March of this last year. Ozempic, these semaglutide injections, Ozempic being the most popular, actually has a black box warning. And it reads, I'm reading it right now. Black box warning, risk of thyroid C-cell tumors within one year of use. Well, I don't know about y'all. Researchers have also linked on CNN Health in uh, November, sorry, in uh, October of this year. Researchers linked popular weight loss drugs to serious digestive problems for hundreds of thousands worldwide. I need y'all to know something. The Gila Monster's venom that people are injecting into their bodies once a week paralyzes your stomach, your intestines, and causes cancer in 100% of all people. And already within five years of this being on the market, we now have hundreds of thousands of people worldwide who have for years now, after stopping those drugs, still have paralyzed stomachs, leading to life-changing cyclic vomiting. They vomit so much, and it's on CNN articles all over the place actually for the last year, that this drug is wrecking the lives of people all over the world. They're losing their jobs. They can't take care of their families because they're throwing up nonstop. No one needs venom in their body, and I would like you to ask your doctors. Doc, you said I should take Ozempic and Wagovi for my overweightness, my hypothyroidism, or my diabetes. You should ask them, do you believe I'm overweight, my thyroid's not functioning, and I'm a diabetic doctor? Are you saying I need Ozempic or Wagovi because I am fat and diabetic because I am deficient in Gila monster venom? And see what they say. The second question is, Doc, when you're prescribing Ozempic and Wagovi, which is Gila monster venom, are you telling me that thyroid cancer, paralyzed stomach, and acute and chronic liver and kidney failure, which are published side effects of Gila monster venom, is cancer, is paralyzed stomachs, and is acute and chronic liver and kidney failure right for you? Because if you take those drugs, that's what's going to happen to you. Remember, go to thedoctorartistshow.com. You can get selenium, zinc plus, and our thyroid complete product and that will actually provide to you the basic minerals to start the process of restoring normalcy to your thyroid help you maintain healthy weight healthy energy levels and prevent cancer in the future i'm dr artist this is the he looking for the healing radio tune in tomorrow uh, for another looking for healing radio show every monday through friday 11 a.m eastern time 9 a.m pacific i'm dr artist god bless <laughs>